Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. that time's yours. Yeah, it's a Friday podcast edition here of Time's Ours for a Saturday edition of a Kansas City Chiefs football game. So if you're looking at your phone and going, huh, this podcast seems shorter than usual, it's probably going to be. I mean, we're at the beginning of it right now, so who can truly know the plans of an episode of Time's Ours? But uh, I have a feeling, guys, that we're going to have to shoot this one out of a cannon a little bit because the game got moved up, we got moved back. There's just it's just a busy time. We thought the holiday season was a hard time to get a podcast going. Just try January 7th. It's a random day. It's a day. How are you guys doing? We're here. Got uh, some, real, some real lethargy from the from the group today. <clears throat> yes. I mean, I mean, we're here. You know, we're still here. Uh, <laughs> Listen to you gain momentum. Oh. Uh, we're still here. We're, we're still here. We're, we're still here. It's like, it's turning into the soccer chant of we're still. We're still here. <laughs> I believe that we're still here. I believe that. Yes. Yes. So, look, guys, we've made it. We've made it. This thing started when I couldn't I couldn't drink enough Gatorade in the hot sun of St. Oh. Joseph, Missouri. And now, as I check my phone, don't do it, Seth. Oh, don't. Seth, do it. Do it, Seth. Don't do it. It's... It's 19 degrees, feels like nine, uh, as we get ready for a regular season finale that finally includes a 17th game that, honestly, I think is, like, this, by the way, quick sidebar. I'm glad we're here. I don't think the NFL got what it wanted. We have- 100%. We have one, one, ladies and gentlemen, true play, you know- play-in, play-out game, and that's on Sunday Night Football between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders, and um, the Chiefs could see one of those teams if the bracket sort of shakes out a certain way, but that's only there's only one game in the entire Week 18 slate that, like, has a feel of, like, you know, uh, true penultimate leading you into the playoffs. Yep. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, that game is not on Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. in Denver, Colorado. Uh, the NFL got- took away a preseason game to add week 18, <sighs> and it kind of feels like they just moved it to the end of the year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I don't, I don't, I completely understand if you're listening to this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, why you're like, do they have to start everybody? I mean, kind of, but like, I wouldn't be, I'm not upset if Chiefs fans are like, it's not worth it. Like beating the Oh, Broncos, I thought about that. Yeah. Like, like beating the Broncos is not worth it. Like ultimately what's worth it is like, um, health. Orlando and, Brown being healthy. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. But 
Yeah, you know, so I don't know how you feel, Seth, about it, but um, they're going to play. Uh, I've told for the last month or so, like even before Teddy Bridgewater unfortunately had his uh, concussion, I believe, I was starting to tell people in Denver, don't, don't, don't win another game. It, mm-hmm. it just, it just, it's just not worth it. Build that draft pick back up. Uh, figure out your quarterback situation. It apparently is not going to be Drew Locke either. Um, so there's yeah. really no incentive for Denver to win the game. Um, and we respect Vic Vangio in a way that we've never respected Bill O'Brien before. <laughs> so I, I at least can say that. Future Jags head coach Bill O'Brien. I mean, just, I mean, I know you got to interview everybody. So I, I respect that, hey, the Jags might actually be going through this process a little more thoroughly than last time. True. Um, well, we know, we know about the Rooney rule, but what we don't talk about enough is the Saban rule, which is that you legally have to require have someone to, who went yes. and got their image fixed by Nick Saban for one year. By the way, <laughs> by the way. It gave it gave me great joy to watch Bill O'Brien talk about his time with Tom Brady in the Man of the Arena. I think episode oh, five. Yeah. I mean, just and he was great. He was he was like oh, really. He is a great hang. Look, I've seen Bill O'Brien in some combines, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of Bill O'Brien. He must. We've story. talked about this before. He has to be an unbelievable interview. And unbelievable actually, guy. I've looked at I've I've looked at some of the uh, the the clinics he's put on. Mm-hmm. He's because good. I, I try to occasionally learn about football. He's really good. <laughs> He's super impressive. It's just like it doesn't translate. And that happens. There are players like this is the equivalent of. Oh, no, I'm going to do this. Yep. gonna. He, it's the equivalent of a player uh-huh. who looks the part. Mm-hmm. He's got he, – he looks the intimidating part of like a stud who? defensive player. He's mm-hmm. pretty – he's got good muscle sculpture. He's got the, 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 the black eye stuff under his eyes. He, he, he looks intense constantly. He practices really well. He knows the answer to every question in the film room. But then on game day, he's still Dan Sorensen. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Dan Sorensen. Lots of respect. I wish the Chiefs weren't putting you in this position, but you, Bill O'Brien, is the coaching equivalent of the current iteration of Dan Sorensen. Now, hold on. I hate to. Uh, that was very funny, Seth. But I actually, I don't know if you guys have seen on Twitter here. This just popped up. Dan Sorensen's actually out on Saturday because he just got run over by a bus that someone threw him on. <laughs> I mean, poof, that big was news there. Twitter, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's always the plan. I just got to make you buy it for a second. But uh, uh, here's the thing: Bill O'Brien's definitely a bad GM. He might be an okay coach, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Give him Trevor Lawrence, see if he figures it out. Right. I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson may say otherwise, but hey, you know, yeah, um, you know, hey, you know. Also, they, yeah. I, anyway, mm-hmm. Seth, the Chiefs need to win. The Broncos have no incentive to win whatsoever if they actually care about their future and the ability to go get more talent, which, by the way, they've been drafting well over the last few years. So don't mm-hmm. win. Don't win. Your thoughts, Seth? <laughs> here's, the, here's, here's one problem in, with, with, with them not winning. As of November 29th, 2021, it had been 2,266 days since oh. the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And so now we're, you know, my favorite yearly tradition has become going viral, 
twice a year tweeting about how many days it's been since the Broncos. Did you know that that Obama was president the last time the Chiefs lost to the Broncos? Did you know that America was eagerly awaiting the release of Star Wars The Force Awakens? Wow. (laughs) Thor 2 was going to come out. Wow. This is like, this is, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I really want them to keep it up because it's hysterical. And here's the other thing. I know the Titans are very unlikely to lose to the Texans. But... However, it could happen. And that one seed is important enough. I can't, God, I can't believe they lost that one seed. Yeah. Um, that one seed is important enough that you should give yourself your best shot possible. And... Keep the pressure on the Titans to win because the Texans have won a few games this year. They've been better than I thought they would be, by the way. Uh, Cullen, right? There is their head David, coach David, now. David, David Cullen. David Cullen. David Cullen. Yeah, not Cullen. Cullen. I knew Cullen. that too. I've done Cullen's, the, Cullen's he, the vampire. He deserves. Life. You got to say it like somebody's uncle. Cullen. Cullen. <laughs> um, he, Cullen deserves a lot of credit because. You, you hear all, all all year about how, like, you know, the Lions are still playing hard for Dan Campbell. Yes, which, they are. And they they are. And good for good for him. You know, we all laugh about the biting off kneecaps. But you know what? If it works, I don't yeah. give a crap. I um, legit do like Dan Campbell. He seems a little bit like a coach gorilla, but I like it, genuinely. Yeah. I, he, I was he, rooting for Dan Campbell. He is who he is. It's not an act, right? And I, I right. know I've always heard and been told that what players want, if you're real— they're good with that, generally speaking. Unless it's like you're real and like you're like a real jerk, like like Urban mm-hmm. Meyer, like mm-hmm. that. You know. Yeah, he's real. Like, yeah, he's very real about who yeah. he is. Until he you yeah. know, issues press releases about how it's everyone else's fault. Why? Right. Why do that was going on? Oh, right. That that drives me nuts. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Coley deserves a lot of credit that the Texans, who everyone knew had nothing to play for this year. I mean, it was, and they they're going through some stuff. And mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson with the whole like you know, dressing as safety and like that whole thing was just awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've won some games that people did not expect them to win, which would be basically any game they won this year. But, and then also, I mean, it's Mills guy. They've been playing play all right. I could see it. Ring now, endorsement. She- a I mean, ringing you, you, you want to build around Davis already, Mills? You, you want to build around him? Build around him. around him. But you know who already <laughs> beat the Titans once this year? Yeah. The, the Texans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So On it's the not road. Like it's, it's not like it's out of the question for them to win. So I think you have to try. And get, because if they get that one seed, like you talked about last week or earlier this week, good Lord, um, Josh, it's such an important advantage. So you, 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 you go for it, you win the game and that does two things. It keeps a streak alive because think of how many days will pass until next season. And how much oh, bigger that list is every offseason. It's so funny. And it makes Denver fans crazy. Yeah. And the NFL, so, you you know, will be like, well, in 2022, 20, um, how late can we push Chiefs Broncos to Sunday night football, of course? Because oh, yeah. we just, we <laughs> just right. have to. I mean, you want to do, do that like a couple weeks before Thanksgiving? <laughs> I, I hope both games are at the end of the year. So you add like another 250 days because <laughs> it's just it gets funnier and funnier every year. And and then every yeah, I mean I end up with a bunch of Broncos fans. My friends, some of them they they joke around about it, and I like friendly trash talk. They'll say things, I say things. It's funny. Some of them get so mad, and it's like, well, yeah, how many Super Bowls? I'm like, no, 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 
No, Sorry, that's dude. not the game we're playing. No, Sorry, friends. It's over now, and then they know it. So I want them to. I want them to keep that up. I want them to give themselves the best chance of the one seed. Because again, the Texans have beaten the Titans once this year. It's not another question they do it again. The Titans have won three or four during this without Derrick Henry stretch. And hey, all due respect to the Titans because they mollywopped the Chiefs earlier this year. So fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. But they have been a not great team down the stretch and have won a bunch of weird games. So again, uh, week eighteen, everybody, how you like it? <laughs> Chiefs don't really want to play. Uh, Titans believe they've already accomplished what would have been accomplished in, in the seventeen game or seventeen week season. Uh, the the Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, massive respect to the Raiders. They have to. I, I'm sorry. This is the other thing. The Jags have to win Sunday because. Then it's just the Jags winning, I think, that sets off the if they tie, they're both in scenario. Correct. I correct. think something changed about somebody oh, no. that dream was dead. I can't remember what and it I was. I think maybe there's one more, like one other, uh, one other team has to win or something. Because I remember someone saying there was like a nine percent chance of that scenario. By the way, um, quick, quick little tip to Frank Wright. You know, Frank, I've been watching Hard Knocks. I've enjoyed it. I've been reading about you guys. Shout out to Zach Kiefer, Stephen Holder, uh, our crew in Indianapolis, uh, Bob Kravitz. Frank, hand the dang ball off to Jonathan Taylor the entire game. Remove Carson Wentz from the equation. <laughs> Let this man get 2,000 yards. And so, because I want to really badly vote for him for MVP, but it's just so hard. But I need you to... I need Don't you to you hand- go, go vote for Mac Jones for rookie of the year, you pervert. I, I, I need to <laughs> hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor every snap. And by the way, Jonathan Taylor already having a historic season. Do we need a 17th game? I mean, let's really think about this again, fellas. Like, it's too late. They've already voted on it. It's never coming back. Every television executive is just got all his buttons off his shirt because um, <laughs> he's just living a good life. It's still but, football, yeah. But do we really need a 17th game? Look, they shouldn't have. Like, look, hey, the Raiders won. Hunter Renfro is a real thing. But just hand the ball out to Jonathan Taylor. See how close you can get to 2,000 yards. <laughs> so I've got three things for you here. Um, one is that the Wall Street Journal had an article that came out this morning about how an NFL game became a prisoner's dilemma. So maybe that's still alive. Mm. Um, it would be hilarious. I would love it. I don't think it would actually happen, but it would be very funny. I think at least Staley talked about that this week. I'm rooting for it, though, obviously. Um, whenever the Chiefs and Broncos kick off tomorrow, it will have been 2,305 days since the Broncos last beat the Chiefs. Uh, so there's a pretty good chance you'd get to 2,500 by uh, the time they match up again <laughs> next year, right? That's pretty exciting. Uh, and then, And then lastly... There is one other thing about the Chiefs actually trying to win on Saturday. It Now, the Bengals are not playing Joe Burrow, but right. if the Bengals, Bills, or Patriots win and the Chiefs lose, the Chiefs would fall under any of those teams because they've lost tiebreakers to the yep. Bengals and Bills, and the, the Patriots have the AFC tiebreaker. And I, I will say that, like, as wonderful as it would have been to have the one seed locked up here now, and as much as that is an enormous advantage— being the two seed matters a little bit, not as much as it used to, obviously, because there's no first round buy for the two seed anymore. But if the Titans lose uh, in their divisional round game, you're hosting the AFC championship game with, yep. with two victories in advancing. Plus, you're playing, you know, most likely one of the, the 
least, most lesser teams, I guess, uh, of potentially the Colts, potentially the Chargers, potentially the Raiders, I guess, like any of those teams um, coming to Arrowhead in the wild card round would, would be pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. But but ultimately, there are other reasons to play that game on Saturday. They're not. It's not like the Chiefs are either playing for the one seed or the two seed. They could still lose that game, so um, or they could still lose that, that second spot if they do lose this game. My my hope is that it's thirty four to nothing at halftime, and then it's any time. That yeah. that would be the best case scenario. I yeah, think. yeah. What you yeah what you would want um, to your point, Josh. You would want a game similar to what the Chiefs did against Pittsburgh, um, and that Andy and you know Eric Bieniemy, Steve Spagnuolo, like they would all sort of pull guys a little bit quicker in that third quarter mm-hmm. versus letting it you know fall into like early fourth and be like oh, okay like, let's you know let's take you out. Um, you know, there's a new wrinkle to this too, um, because the NFL just can't get enough. Um, my prediction is if if the Chiefs win Saturday, oh no, given where they are, and the Titans win Sunday, stupid Titans, the Chiefs will probably play on Monday Night Football. So, oh yeah, because there's a Monday game in the wild card playoff game. Uh, or to conclude the wild card round. I forgot about that. Um, that has its pluses and minuses. Um, for the NFL, it's putting Patrick Mahomes in another primetime game. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the league could feel somewhat comfortable doing that because if the Chiefs are the two seed by a win, they are guaranteeing themselves to not have to travel the next week. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yes, it would be a shorter turnaround like you would normally see in the regular season where you'd either, I'm assuming if you play on Monday night, you would then be the Sunday afternoon game in the divisional round. Um, but that that's my understanding, and that's my the best logical guess I could make. Some people have argued for the Cowboys, um, but because the Chiefs have been to back-to-back Super Bowls, I, I assume... ESPN in partnership with the league would say if the Chiefs are the two seed, uh, we'd love to put them against the Colts, the Chargers, the Raiders on Monday Night Football. So I just want to make fans aware of that scenario too. If the Chiefs win and the Titans win and the Chiefs have to play in the wild card round, Chiefs Chargers Monday Night Football would honestly kind of rule. So it it would be really cool, and because they don't have to travel, it's not quite as much of a disadvantage the following Sunday. Yeah, though it is a disadvantage. I mean, and so that that bums me out a little bit. Um, I'm also not counting that chicken. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna count that chicken just yet. I'm gonna say, hey, you know what? Uh, a few extra days, to, an extra day to prepare. Play a game on a Saturday. Get a game next game on a Monday. Maybe that'll be good against the Chargers. They, they're kind of spooky. That's that's true, and they they are kind of spooky. I'm still curious what Herbert looks like with a fully healthy Chiefs defense, and I understand what Jamar Chase did to it. I get it. I just, I don't know. And Herbert's a stud. Like, he really, every time I watch him play, I'm like, man, that dude's good. Like, he's like a cleaned up thing or two away from being like in that one, two, three conversation with Mahomes and Rodgers. I genuinely believe that. Like, Uh, it's like these are the three you'd pick. His arm is crazy. It's it's unbelievable. Look, (laughs) I think, I don't know if I remember saying this when I was in Los Angeles for that, that epic classic, but. Uh, guys, he would he would kind of roll, and he would start to unleash a throw, and I'd be like, "But he's covered." 
Like, mm-hmm. what are you yeah. doing? No, 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 no. Wow, he threw him open. <laughs> yeah, the placement and velocity, it's super impressive. It's, it's inc- like, like, I still think of, and again, this could be foreshadowing Chiefs fans. I know it's, I know it's not what you want, but Mike Hughes was in the picture. Hell, Mike Hughes was in his jersey, and mm-hmm. the ball still got there. Mm-hmm. And you could say similar things about Traverius Ward and Jamar Chase. Like, hey, yeah. Traverius yeah. in the picture, almost like like inches away. His hand was on the ball in some of those. Yes, <laughs> inches away, and that's again, that's what it takes to beat your team. Like so, from a foreshadowing standpoint, it's not like you know you need you need you need the AFC needs as many superheroes in the bracket right. uh, <laughs> against the Chiefs, and um, you know people have asked me especially now that the Bengals won, would you take Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert? And no, I, I still have to, I'm still drunk on these complete, like, have you seen these passes? Yeah. No, like, there are two very different things and the ability to do so. And Burrow's a really good young quarterback, but there's, he has a, his, his arm just isn't nearly as live. And Herbert has all that other stuff too. Um, one thing, and I know this is completely off topic. We don't have to talk about it for any longer necessary. I watched some of Trey Lance's throws because we're talking about guys with just cannons for arms. Mm-hmm. Every time Trey Lance throws a football, I swear that thing is traveling 80 miles he, an hour. He has he has literally no touch. It's amazing. And he's just got an absolute just laser on his arm. But, I mean, that ball – because it just it – just, it's like it explodes out of his hand. Yes. It's yes. crazy. But, man, can you imagine – because I watched him do it. It was like, you know – it's like a, a it's like a five yard in. It's like, look, man, will you please not throw it so hard? We need our receiver's fingers, okay? Oh, that would hurt so much. But anyway, I, I I'm not gonna count the chickens of a playoff victory for sure. It, it's really easy to do. It still surprises me when the Chiefs lose, which despite everything this year, they just hardly ever lose games. There's a reason why people were so despondent after the three and four start. We hadn't seen the Chiefs lose four games in like, I don't know, decades. Not decades, but, they, you know, it made my point feel stronger. Yeah. It, they, they just win a lot of games. And so I, it's hard to not like, it's like, well, what do you mean? They, they, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl every year? That, that seems dumb. Like, but they might not. Um, so now I'm sad. From from a historical context, uh, the and the, again the Chiefs were minutes away from accomplishing this last week in Cincinnati. Um, with the win on Saturday, the Chiefs would be the fifth team in NFL history, just the fifth, to have won twelve or more games in four straight regular seasons. Mm-hmm. Now this year, of course, you have to put the little asterisk that like they had an additional game. Because the NFL is, you know, screwing up all the records. But, uh, but yeah, they have a chance to win 12 games again. Uh, in the past, that's been enough to, to get a first-round bye. Um, but, you know, there's there's a chance. And, and here's a weird thing, too, Josh. Like, you want to give guys confidence because that's what winning is supposed to do. It's supposed to affirm your talents and your abilities. But because they're likely going to play an opponent outside of maybe the Colts in round one, again, if, if the standings hold, you just can't show anything on Saturday. It's almost like you mm-hmm. have to play a boring game of football, but you still need to win. 
which is different yeah. than what I felt like in Pitts against Pittsburgh, where it's like well, that was because of the COVID situation and the idea of like just get back to your principles, just get back to the basics. Like you really can't do some of the same routes that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey run because you have Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson. Like that's just the reality. This time it feels like. I mean, how many how many lead draws can we do in this game and, <laughs> and get away with it? It well, so it's interesting, and I'll, I'll also give this as context because I've realized in recent weeks I've been very bad about just simply delivering the injury report, and and this will help for the Chiefs side of things. So Patrick Sertan Jr. or the second, I guess, um, and Ronald Darby, their starting corners, they're both out for this game. Yeah. It's it's their season's over. Teddy Bridgewater's season is over. Kareem Jackson's season is over. Dalton Kareem Reisner's, Jackson's out too. Yeah, the, uh, Bridgewater, Kareem Jackson, and Dalton Reisner, the uh, former K Stater, uh, yes. all of them are on IR. So, Those are three of their starting secondary guys. Yes. So there is a void there that they will not have a way of filling. Uh, maybe, you know what, guys? I almost said this with a straight face, and then I realized I couldn't. Maybe it's the Josh Gordon game. You know, hey, hey, Josh, just go, just go, just go be bigger than one of those dudes on the outside. Probably not, though, statistically speaking. Uh, and also for the Chiefs, Orlando Brown Jr. has no injury designation, but both uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Lucas Niang are both out. Niang's season, we uh, all assume, is over, basically, yes. Taylor Tendon. He yes. might end up on IR by the time this show gets posted. Um, the Chiefs have typically waited until the end of weeks to do mm-hmm. that, maybe, you know, for game day roster decisions and everything, I yes, suppose. Yes, in terms of who you can bring up from practice squad and whatnot. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Niang's season is over. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has not practiced since su- suffering his shoulder injury, shoulder slash collarbone, whatever it ended up being. Um, but but he is not going to play in this game either. But with all of that as as context there, I mean, yeah. You you don't want to put anything out there that you don't have to put out there. But if you go to if you do go through the process of actually playing this game and it's close in the fourth quarter, something has gone wrong, and you're gonna have to shoot one of those bullets that you would have rather have kept in the chamber. I think, or or maybe it's some things schematically that you're able to shift into. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if they if they came out boring but effective because I just don't know. I, I don't – Tyree Kill could go for 200 yards in this game or whoever is not getting covered because he's getting doubled should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Seth. Take us back, baby. Take us take us back. <laughs> it's, it's nice that they're going to uh, Denver to close out the season because, as Chiefs fans may remember, it was this time, man, five years ago. Five years ago, 2017, or no, wait. Yeah. It's 2018 because yeah. it was the end of the 2017 season. Anyway, it was four years ago. Oh, thank goodness. I was feeling really. No, wait. No, it's 17. It's the, it's, it, I, I believe I'll double check this here really quick. I believe it was New Year's Eve because right. I so it went, still, yeah, so it still would have been four years ago though. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Five years. I was like, wait, what happened to a year of Mahomes' career? Holy crap, I missed it. <laughs> so four years ago, roughly around this time, not precisely, Patrick Mahomes started his first game. And right now I, I retweeted it, and there's a I forgot about some of the throws he made in this game. How anyone because remember he played with a bunch of backups. Yep. Um and how anyone I think and Mitch Schwartz. Because <laughs> Mitch Schwartz, man, shout out to Mitch Schwartz, man, that dude's the best. Um, it's just like an unbelievable series of throws here. Do you remember 
when he got sacked midway through the play and he just shrugged the dude off and with the guy around his ankles fired a strike to Albert Wilson. Because I'm watching that right now. And I've been watching this for four years now and I we were so spoiled. And it's just such a cool thing to just remember what it was like the first time you watched Patrick Mahomes as a pro and you said, oh, so all those things they said he couldn't get away with in the pro game, he can get away with it. And that's just something worth remembering and celebrating. Well, while having the worst mechanics in football this whole time. I mean, it's oh, just, and, and his footwork oh, was all over the place. I mean, so goodness. incredible that he could overcome that. I'm not going to point out anybody's particular names, but some people were saying that this season. Yeah. <laughs> No, in the year 2021. Yeah, it's finally caught up to him. Gosh, people were so ready to bury Mahomes. And then you get to the end of the year, and he's right at the top of virtually every yeah, statistic. Just, just, he's just, just, just 35 touchdowns, 13 picks. You know. Yeah. And, you know, I, don't worry seven about or eight it. of those picks. Mm-hmm. Now, to be worry fair, he it. had a couple dropped against the Bengals. Like the, 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 the horseshoe returned. But it's just cool to remember those types of things and to keep in mind that th- we are living right now, right now, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But keep in mind, making the playoffs, remember how excited we used to get when the Chiefs secured a playoff spot? Yeah, Clark, Hunt, like we- Clark Hunt said that two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that used to be the goal just to make the playoffs. Now we're like, well, they might not be the number one seed. Well, that's terrible. How could they only be the number two seed? I mean, holy crap, people. How spoiled did we get? This is like when I took my kids to to Universal, whatever it's called, with the islands and Harry Potter universe and all this stuff. And, like, we went, we got, like, some ice cream. And then we went to this, the Harry Potter universe. They have, like, the shop that's called the same thing as, like, in the movie, I guess. I'm an old. <laughs> and one of the kids was bummed that we, and they, my kids are great. Um, they don't listen, so I don't know why I'm caveating all this. They they were kind of bummed that we didn't get, like, we only got, like, the one kind of jelly beans and the one chocolate frog and the one, like, and I was like, do you have any idea how much money I spent for us to be standing here? Like, like people died. No, I'm kidding about that. But, like, <laughs> but it's just like, it's like, do you have any idea how cool what you're experiencing is right now? And you're upset because you didn't get the extra thing of jelly beans? I understand there's been some frustrating stuff this season. I wrote two articles about it after the loss to the Bengals. But man, you are living, don't forget this, you are living through the most successful stretch of Chiefs history. You're living in it. So make sure you don't miss that because it's awesome. And it started, well, I would argue it started the preseason that year with that unbelievable throw against the Titans. To to Demarcus Robinson, yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was ready. I was ready. At that throw, I was like, put him in. Let's just see what happens. Andy, you can scheme back the playbook 90% and let's do this. Who knows what would have happened? But I was just I was thinking about that when you like when you said the week 17 thing. I've been thinking about it this whole time of do I want to make the point that if they even would have just made the switch during those terrible New York games, just if they would have done it in there and just there's a conversation. last like four or five games in the postseason. There, there's a conversation um because Alex wasn't playing as well down the stretch there. And, but there's a conversation. It would have been interesting, but uh, I know I'm out. 
But just, say something about Chris Jones real fast. Oh, Chris Jones is so good at football, guys. I wrote about him on the Chief of the North newsletter. You should subscribe. Take a look at it. I basically it's a it's basically a bunch of video clips showing the numerous ways he was obliterating. I think that's the name of the. I think that was the name of the article. He was obliterating offensive linemen. You should watch it because you probably missed it because the ball was sometimes coming out and landing in the hands of Jamar Chase. <laughs> what he was doing to that to that Bengals line, there's a reason why, and Josh actually used a tweet from you on this, there's a reason why the Bengals coach after the game said some version of like, that dude's like the best player we've ever played. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. they couldn't block him. They were trying to double team him all day and it didn't matter. It was hilarious. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend, fellas. Yes, yes, Thanks, yes. Seth. I, I really enjoyed the, the Chris Jones piece. My favorite part was where he embedded my tweet near the top. Um, but if you'd like to see that whole thing, mnchiefsfan.substack.com or you can go to bit.ly slash Seth really hates money. Um, so you, you should read it, watch it. It's a It's a blast. Um, Nate, we're not going to be here without Seth for as long as we occasionally could be because of all of the things I mentioned at the top of the show. But is there anything else this this Saturday that you think, God, tomorrow? Is there anything in tomorrow's game that you are are currently stuck on thinking about that there's something else that's interesting? Or are we truly in playoff mode at this point? Uh, No, we're truly in playoff mode. I, I'm, si- I'm sitting here looking at this tab from the 2017 Chiefs season on pro football reference as seth mentioned um patrick mahomes one game one start one and qb record one game winning drive just you know i mean it was what a time uh yes it was on i, I looked this up it was on uh new year's eve so december 31st of 2017 i watched the game and then me and holly uh sort of celebrated the new year um, with no worries compared to the way things are now, uh, we went, we went, we celebrated with uh, our, our our good friends uh, Mike Jeffries and Amanda Jeffries, um, and I just remember walking in the door because we went to their house, and me and Mike made eye contact, Josh, and I said, and I was not covering the team. This was like the last you know stretch. I started covering the team like right after they lost in the playoffs for the Athletic. Um, I remember looking at Mike and Mike and I making eye contact and being like, he can make every throw. Like mm-hmm. he only had 35 attempts, but I think he can make every throw. And guess yeah. what? We, we, we were right. Um, Correct. Uh, and then when I, when I, my first story, which no one needs to look up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but like my introduction to this, to this wonderful website, I was just like, He's the most skillful. I can't. I don't know if it was like most skillful, most talented, but like he the most talented quarterback they'd have ever had. And it was like, wow, I really just wrote that off of one start, <laughs> and we're definitely <laughs> correct. It was true. Um, so I've been in Denver for the left-handed uh, completion. Um, you know, last year I didn't go because of obviously the pandemic we are uh, in right now. I'm not going. Uh, I won't be there Saturday. Uh, our dear colleague, wonderful leader, Miss Lindsey Jones, will be my will be my eyes in the press box. Um, but no, I just, you know, uh, we don't we don't need seventeen of these, Josh. Like that's that's my biggest takeaway. Is like, yeah. am I gonna watch? Yes. Is it gonna be entertaining to some degree? Sure. Do we need it? No. 
Like I, I think we, I think sixteen games sort of proves that we know who the best teams are. Like that's a large enough sample size. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is still good at football, right? So are the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals are probably the best upstart. You know, uh, riser ahead of schedule. I guess I don't know what to make of the Cardinals, but like, hey, they had a hell of a start, so put them in. Uh, nah, man. Like, just I think. Can I let me say this about the game, Josh? The Chiefs need to tackle better. I would appreciate that because that was not a fun. I mean, you could say on the rewatch also, but like. That was bad in real time. Yeah. Maybe worse after the fact because you started looking for it. And one of those things that you could you, you could still get out of a game that is basically a preseason game at the end of the year. Yeah. That you also need to win. Yeah. Mahomes needs to be sharp. Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, obviously we'll keep progress of Orlando Brown. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. Like. Joe Tooney's just been amazing, and we should probably mm-hmm. mention that more. Um, obviously, we've given Andrew Wiley a lot of credit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the offensive line in Mahomes, that'll be interesting to watch. I think tackling is going to be, you know, this is your last chance. And I think coaches mentioned this, but I don't know if, the if, if like, fans or our listeners understand. Like, they don't tackle anymore. Like, they've played 17 games already. Um, yes, you could tackle some dummies, but they don't even do that now. Yeah. Like guys are so beat up um, to where each minute you're not putting anything on your body, uh, whether that be pads, whether that be tackling dummies, whether that be like, you know, you work on skills and techniques, timing, your eye level, um, how you flow to the ball, you know, what your angles are like. That's kind of the stuff you do right now. But, like, you don't tackle. And so this is their last chance to at least tackle somebody else who's in the NFL, even if they don't have their their best players playing collectively together. Um, and because it was so concerning last week, um, you know, you just, have to, you just have to remind guys the proper technique. You have to watch film and say, here's why you missed that tackle. But in a similar situation, you know, four weeks ago, you know, you did it this way, and this is why it worked, and this is why the ball carrier went to the ground, uh, and we gave up a minimal gain versus, like, you know, Jamar Chase running 72 yards down the field. Right. Um, now, there will not be Jamar Chase on the field uh, on Saturday's game, of course, but I do think, like, tackling might be the biggest thing outside of just everybody's overall health uh, because yeah. Jonathan Taylor might be coming to town, mm-hmm. and and that's, you know— that's a thing. Um, so, I don't know, man. I think the Chiefs will win. Um, whew, what a what a weird what just a weird way to end the regular season. Um, so strange because again, it's not it's not the week seventeen of years past where we're literally talking about Chad Henney or Matt right. Moore or whatever. Right. We, it, but it it does sort of feel that way. Like I mean, I'm I'm genuinely thinking like, hey, what what's the most important thing here? You, winning is one, and health is a is one B. Like if you win this game, but you have a significant injury issue, you would you would rather just fall down the seating chart. But again, like especially playing on Saturday, especially with the two seeds still having some value, I, I do think that playing the game makes sense. But ultimately, if it if if it is within the realm of possibility that this game could be over at halftime, 
no one no one who you want to see playing in the playoffs should have to play. The issue is that like right now, maybe the thinnest unit is the offensive line, which yeah. makes it hard for Chad Heaney to go back there behind Prince Tego Wanago yeah. or and Nick Allegretti, right? Like who played pretty but, well last week in fairness. But yeah, I, I, but you can't it, the one of the first guys I would want to pull out of of the the let's say the halftime lead of twenty five points or something <laughs> would be Orlando Brown Jr. and it would yes. be Joe Tooney. Yeah, yeah, and you know for Andrew Wiley's getting hundred percent of the snaps. Sorry, Andrew, you've been too good at a position they don't have enough guys at. Yeah, and you could also say too like. Um, I, yeah, this will be fascinating from like, a, you know, if we talk to like Andy Heck this week going into this game, mm-hmm. um, you make up, you make a very good point because how long has not played a football game all season? Yeah. He has come back from retirement. He had the injury in June. Uh, I think it was his tibia. If my memory is correct, like it, it, it's been a long grind for him. Um, you, you want to probably reward him. And you might need him to get some reps because if somebody, you know, goes down in the playoffs, at least he understands. Um, I mean, he knows how to play football, obviously, but like he needs he needs snaps. Uh, I don't know uh, if Prince, you know, for Prince, this might be more about, hey, this is tape to actually yeah. show to the rest, to like the whole league, not just the Chiefs, but like, hey, in a in a. In a game-like setting, here's how I competed. Um, you know, I love Nick Allegretti. Uh, it, it's so it's so strange how, like, Nick Allegretti played well last year, Mike Rimmers, Andrew Wiley, but they all kind of get this... They all get sort of painted terribly because of the way the Super Bowl ended yeah. um, last year or how their Super Bowl run ended last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do Creed Humphrey... And Trey Smith play a ton, or can you use Austin Blythe, uh, yeah. who also hasn't played at all this year, um, yeah. based on my understanding, because Creed Humphrey is 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 better than just about any rookie lineman uh, in the entire league. So this it's a really good point. Like, can you get up fourteen and just milk it away with Derek Gore and some backup offensive linemen? Yeah. Um, and like again, shout out to like Derek Gore. Uh, Damian Williams, uh, or not Damian Williams, excuse me, Daryl Williams. Um, you know, maybe get Jared McKinnon a couple swing routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wrote uh, Thursday that the running back group has quietly be got, you know, it's quietly become more and more important for obviously just the overall balance of the offense, uh, especially with teams trying to again prevent long, deep completions. But you know, Mahomes is relying on them in a way that he has never done before. Like he can, mm-hmm. he can set a new career high for the amount of times he targets um, running backs and the amount of completions he has. Uh, if he just throws the ball one time to Daryl Williams on Sunday. So there, there are little things here and there, um, but do us all a favor, Denver. And I mean that respectfully, do us all a favor, put on an entertaining game, let Drew Lock do his thing. We we yeah. Let Drew Lock slang that thing. Yes. We know that y'all need the draft picks, and they know that the Chiefs probably need the victory more than them. Um. Let's all make wise business decisions. <laughs> let's all get this money in the off season, and uh, you know, 
I don't know what to say, Josh, about Vic Fangio. Can you tell me how to feel about this man? Because, you know, I've said it before on this podcast. Do you really want to win or just look good losing when it comes <laughs> when it comes to him? Yep. But I also like I knew it was time for Anthony Lynn. Like it, it just it just it just made sense. It's unfortunate. I think Anthony Lynn is a pretty good coach. Um, perhaps even better than Bill O'Brien. But it's probably time, right? They're gonna they're gonna look. Here's what, here's what the Broncos should do. They should fire Vic Fangio. And then tell Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both they can pick their coach. Like that's what they probably should actually do. Yeah, I'm guessing what they'll, what they'll do instead is hire Urban Meyer. But <laughs> no, 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 they'll hire. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you would you see want, they draft a quarterback you, and go get Kellen want, Moore or something. Yeah, that was, that was gonna be my name. You're like, yeah. well, you know, there's a, a there's a bright, young, energetic. Vibes offensive yeah. coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys, who you know catching a lot of heat in these streets, you know, uh, putting out putting out all the vibes. Um, so hey, maybe maybe you go get Kellen Moore, uh, and you go from there. But I I appreciate Vic Fangio because he did make the Broncos competent. Um, but it's it's. It's probably time, and uh, for Kansas City's own Drew Locke, um, don't turn the ball over. Figure out where you want to, like, be the Chase Daniels of this generation. Wow. Now, I don't know if he can do it, but that's, 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 if I was his representative, I would say, hey, don't turn the ball over, make wise decisions. And then let's go make all this money being a backup that's you know of quality. Like shout out, look like look look at look at Chad Hitty over here. Look look how he's shining in these streets. Okay, like you know Chase Daniels. He's in the division. Give him a call. See how it goes. You know see see what made him. Now it would be helpful if Drew Brees was around. But hey, you know there's somebody out there. Um, be Derek Carr's backup in Pittsburgh next year. Ooh, I like that. I like that shot. That's really good. Uh, all right, so there. let's get out of here. Uh, you can read Seth's piece on Chris Jones at mnchiefsfan.substack.com, the one that Nate wrote on the uh, Chiefs running game right now. You can read that at theathletic.com. You can uh, obviously check out whatever you whatever episodes of Times Ours you may have missed or maybe introduce someone else to the show. Please at, do. Uh, you can go to smarturl.it.it slash timesours, and you can give that link to somebody, and it'll let them click their podcast provider of choice or just tell them to search for Times Ours wherever they get their podcast. And we will be back presumably Monday, right? We're not moving that to a Sunday episode. Pro- I don't know. We maybe we, now we need to see how those. No, we out, yeah we can. Yeah, not, I mean, uh, quietly he's not here, but Seth kind of dictates our schedule. Um, yeah, cause, fair cause enough. Because he, he has like eighteen jobs. What do you want me to yeah. do? Like he, you know, he's he is. <laughs> I don't eighteen know. jobs, seventeen kids. Yep. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. Um, that's that's Seth, basically. So, um, yeah, because also, too, like, you know, NBC, NBC wants to stretch this thing out. And I guess we'll end it here. <laughs> but NBC's like, okay, we can tell everybody who's playing who at halftime. But why would we do that? We got to get these ratings, baby. So hopefully Justin Herbert leads the charges down the field in the fourth quarter for a game-winning drive. And then we can tell everybody, all right, Chiefs Chargers, part three. 
Arrowhead Monday Night Football, the first ever Monday Night Football game in wildcard history. So, um, NBC is going to make us all stay up late. It's not even as fun as like New Year's Eve, you know. And shout out to everybody who stayed up, of course. But um, yeah, we'll be back Monday, um, and we'll have some. We'll have a real tasty matchup. Because if it's Jonathan Taylor, everybody start panicking. (laughs) (laughs) If it's Jonathan, like I saw Dan Orlovsky's comments, Josh, and I was like, I mean, this kind of feels like 2019 all over again, which I know is like right up your alley, but like, give me, kind of give me Jonathan, give me Chiefs Colts, because, you know. Hey, little, little Eric Fisher appreciation, little Jonathan Ooh. Taylor overhype, little Carson Wentz. Can he, can he do it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, just, you know, and, you know, hey, remember that? And then everybody will say, remember that game in 2019 where Patrick Mahomes had a bad ankle and they won the Colts? Uh, so we'll be back on Monday. I have nothing else to say about this silly season other than... Don't ever push this to 18 games, guys. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Listen to me, Players Association. They are tricking you. They are fooling you. Don't do it. Don't do it. But they're going to do it. But they're going to do it.